right, I know that was quick. You'll get a chance to talk again in a minute if you want to grab your seat. And friends, it is a fifth Sunday, and uh, back by sort of popular demand, we're going to film ourselves another episode of Cooking with Drew. And so I need my favorite audience members, if you are like this tall or shorter, if you're a little one, please come up. I'd love for you to sit right in the front row. Can I cue, uh, we got some new theme music. I want to cue my theme music here. You guys want to grab a seat? You can sit right here on the edge. Sit right on the edge. Welcome to Cooking with Drew, friends. Glad you could be here. All of our friends are coming up. Look at this. All right, you're going to have to face this way. So you're going to turn around. It's okay. I know it's impolite, kind of, but. All right, grab a seat. Grab a seat. Friends, grab a seat. Good work. Good work. Good work. We got anyone else out there? Are there any tall people who really want to sit on the stage? Yeah, I think there are. Love it. Well, welcome to Cooking with Drew. It's our uh, fake cooking show where uh, we learn something exciting. Today, I'm thrilled to show you what we're doing. Are you excited to hear what we're going to do today? One of my favorite things, let's hear it. What are some of your favorite desserts at a party? Cake and ice cream? Love it. What else? we got? Brownies. What else? I have lots of favorites. Lots of favorites? What do you got? What is it? People? What is it? Root beer floats. That got me nervous. We're going to have a little special talk after. Um, all right. So today, today on Cooking with Drew, I have a very special project I'm going to need your thoughts on, okay? You guys ready for this? I have been asked by a very good friend to make them a wedding cake. Anyone ever seen a cake at a wedding before? Yep. Wedding cakes are kind of unique. You know why wedding cakes are unique? Do they have something on top sometimes that's unique? What do you think? They, they sometimes have the uh, people who are married on top. You're right. Sometimes they have a little picture or little like statues of the people. Now, probably not as much. That used to be maybe more normal. But sometimes they have a little picture. And this couple not only wants little, little people on top to represent them, they also want the largest cake ever made. Do you know how big this cake's going to be? It's, ready? We did, a little, we did a little Photoshop mock of this. It's so big, they have to have their wedding reception in a stadium. Look at how big this cake is. It's enormous. I mean, you could climb onto this cake. And this is my drawing. I went to art school, so look at this. This is what they're going to look like on top. Does that make sense? It's the bride. It's the bride and the groom. So when you see the wedding, that, that's just for scale. So you can see how big the cake actually is. Isn't that incredible? Look at how big that cake is. They want like the biggest cake ever. Here's the problem. I'm terrible at decorating cakes, especially making the little people on top. So I have to call in an expert in this. In fact, a world-class cake decorator. Do you guys know we have a world-class cake cake decorator right here in our church? So I'm gonna need your help yelling for her. She's so good at this. And she's gonna right here in person make, make these people for us. Are you ready? So I need, on the count of three, we're gonna have to scream the name Britta. Anyone know Britta? Yeah. Let's scream for Britta and we'll see if she comes because she is so good at this. She's probably back in her decorating lab right now. Are we ready? On the count of three, we scream Britta. One, two, three. Britta! Is she coming? We gotta go, Britta, Britta. Britta, Britta. Oh, I don't know where she, there she is over there. We're looking at the wrong door. Britta, we're so excited that you're here. Oh, thank you for having me. 
We, oh, good thing you have a mic too. Do you want to stand over here? What? All right. Britta, um, we are making a cake, and you know how terrible I am at making figurines for cakes. Yeah, you're bad. <laughs> okay, you didn't have to say that. Thank you. Um, so I was wondering, we're making, I'm making a wedding cake, and I need, I, need a, I need a little person to put on top. Oh, yeah. Do you have something you make a person with? Oh, this is perfect. Oh, maybe I didn't share this, but Britta uses wiki sticks as her medium. Anyone know wiki sticks? With the little waxy strings, pretty awesome, huh? She's awesome at this. She makes all sorts of things. What are some of the things you've made with these for cakes? I've made different people. I've made different animals. Oh. I've made the Eiffel Tower. Whoa, very cool. French cake. Um, this is the problem, though. Are these going to work for the cake I'm making? No. Why not? Why won't they work? I didn't. You want to see this? You got to see this mock-up. This is how big the cake's gonna be. It's gonna be huge, Britta. So what are we gonna do? Those wiki sticks are way too small for this. Really? Yeah. Oh, why don't you grab them? We'll see if we can do this. All right. Let's see. She's got bigger wiki sticks. How big are these? Oh my goodness, she does have giant wiki sticks. Giant wiki sticks. This is incredible, and you're gonna make a person. Do yeah. you need do you need any help with this? I do need some help. So can I get a volunteer to come up here? Alright. Alright, you All just right. tell us what to do. We're gonna make a giant person. I can hold, hold the I can do that right. much, yeah. Let me get ahead. Should I turn it Okay. Twist it up. What do you think we'll make next? The body, maybe? Body? What color should we go with for the body? What color? Pink. Pink? I heard Ooh, pink. I like pink. All right. All right. What do you need? Just fold it in half, maybe? These are really cool. Here's a, there's a body. What should we do next? Legs? What should the legs be? Orange? Red? Which one's red? Is this one red? Good work. Just testing you on your colors. This is an educational program. Cooking with Drew now airs on PBS Kids. <laughs> and then we got arms. What should you do for arms? Uh, orange. orange or yellow? Orange. orange. Okay, here's orange for the... All right, Britta, way to go. Look at this. We're almost there. And then we got arms. They want orange arms. And then I'll just make a yellow belt, maybe? All right. Is that what I should do? Oh, look good. Good thing that's big enough. All right. Look at this. Let's give it up for Britta and her giant person. Well done. That's incredible. So do you, all right, so, uh-oh, they lost their arms. That's okay, that's okay. Well, it's pretty incredible, right? Really incredible. You would, um, Britta is always looking for people to help. Any of you interested in helping her decorate a cake? Do you happen to have anything that would help us? Oh my goodness. Okay, don't move though. Oh, move. Yet. <laughs> this is incredible. Now this reminds me of something pretty incredible. Have you guys, uh, have you seen a cake like this? You have, right? Are the people on top of the cake, are they actually the bride and groom? No. No? So if you talk to them, are they gonna talk to you? No. Are they actually the ones getting married at the wedding? No. What, what are they then? Are they? Big people. Yeah, so they're just like a picture of the real bride and groom, right? Do you know that that is one of the ways God describes us? 
is we're like a picture of how cool God is. So in the way we love people and care for people, in the way we work hard, we actually show a picture. So we're not actually God, right? But we're like a picture. People, our friends around us get to see a little bit of who God is through how we are. Just kind of cool. We're kind of like wiki stick people. <laughs> awesome. You guys are fantastic. I would love to send you back with a question to ask your people you're sitting by. Okay, you ready for this? And then for the rest of the service, I'd love to see you make some awesome, some awesome things that I can see after the service. Here's the question, ready? Bonus question today. You're going to head back to your seats. For two minutes, you're going to ask this question. What would you put on a cake to represent something about God or make a picture? What would you make out of your wiki sticks that would show something about who God is? Does that make sense? If it doesn't, you can ask a tall person, okay? All right, head back to your seats. You got two minutes to discuss with your, with your friends what cake decoration would you make that would show off a quality of God or an attribute of God. I'll give you a second to head back. Head back to your seats. All right, you got two minutes. Everyone discuss together. What is a picture that you could use to represent God? You gotta turn it up. You gotta turn this up. This song is so good. Bingo! Bluey! Can I play Mums and Dads with you, Bluey? Sure. Great. Cause I'm never playing Mums and Dads with Indy again. I'll be the mum. Great. I'll just fix this. Gotcha. Hey! Time for your bottle, baby. Ah, what are you doing? Play Mums and Dads. You're my baby. Baby, want milky treats? Ah! Slickers, you don't like digging holes, do you? Not with these little sausage dog arms. Great, let's play mums and dads. Okay, Polly is our baby and I need to get to work, so... Dad, ah. you're it, Snickers! I'm gonna get you! Snickers! Hush, little baby, don't you cry! Mommy's got to sing you a lullaby! Bluey, I don't want to be the baby! I want to be the dad! Woo! Someone's stinky! What? Time to change your nappy! No! Hey, Terrier, you're playing mums and dads with me. Oh, okay. I do have to do this one thing, though. Make sure you give her some tummy time. All right. Are you ready to storm the castle? Uh, I think so. <sighs> Finally, I can get some work done. Tap, 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 tap. I wonder what Paul is up to. Yeah! Here I come! I don't understand what's so difficult about this. Winton, if we play mums and dads, will you pinky promise to do everything I say? Yes, I'm a very obedient breed. Great, here's Paul. I'm off to it. Uh, hello. Right, now to get some work done. Winton! I don't know what to do. You have to get Polly to sleep. How? Just rock her back and forth. No, like this. There, she's asleep. Now what do I do? You take her home and put her in the cot. Okay. 
Where do I live? <laughs> oh, I love that show so much. I may have watched a few of those by myself <laughs> with a child. Uh, I had, that show kind of came out, I had multiple people probably in this room come to me and say, hey, there's something I really think you'd want to watch. And I assumed it was going to be like a documentary about the Bible or something. And it was a kid's show. <laughs> like we just thought you would love it. And I did. Um, there's some images we see in the Bible that God uses to, sh- to uh, kind of compare or show off how we get to bear his image. So we've used this term a lot in the last series that we've been going through this uh, term of bearing God's image that God created in Genesis 1. He said, I'm going to create people and they're going to bear my image. They're going to represent me. People are going to look at them as kind of these living, breathing statues uh, that, that are going to show off who I am, God's people and who that God is. And that really is a part of what sin has done is corrupted that and changed that. And so we, it's hard sometimes as a believer see there's a God because we're not seeing the image of God around us. And so one of the ways, uh, some of the imagery, we see that is actually in marriage. We see people in a, in a marriage actually shows this image, right? We've talked about this a lot. Um, we also see it in imagery in a family, right? You see as a children uh, often look like their parents. And it's interesting if you ever ask kids to act like their mom and dad, uh, their parents, they do funny things like set up computers, um, which might is funny and maybe slightly convicting if your child says, Gotta get back to work. <laughs> You're like, oh no, is that what I do all day at home? Uh, I think uh, I love that picture of like the kids trying to act out what a parents are. This is very real. I remember going to college and that was the first time some things clicked that um, I looked like my parents or did things that represented my parents. You would have known who my family was because of that. I remember specifically sitting one of the first nights in college with a group of guys in a dorm room and we were playing Tony Hawk, the first Tony Hawk on PlayStation 1. At that point, it was just PlayStation. It's the only one we knew. We're playing, we're playing Tony Hawk. We're eating snacks. We're just being bros. And I said, could someone pass me a blanket? My fubbies are cold. I said the word fubbies. Unaware that that was very much a Zulky family word. <laughs> and someone said, what? And then everything, everything shut down, right? Just quiet. What? I said, my, my fubbies. Like, you know, my, my lower fubbies are cold. And I'm going to put a blanket. And then it all, like in one moment, it flashed my whole life of hearing my parents call our feet our fubbies. And I remember when I was little, my cute little fubbies, my parents would say, and I still use that as an adult man, thinking that was like a, a kind of fun slang word for feet. In fact, I had started calling my feet my lower fubbies and my hands my upper fubbies. <laughs> and at times, even fubs for short. So I'd say, oh, I gotta get some socks on. My fubs are cold. <laughs> Not thinking much of it. It still is actually a word that we use in our house because it's part of our family, right? It's just something I do. And I, I, I quickly learned to stop using it around friends. But if you had met my parents, you may have heard that word. And then you went, oh, they're part of the same family. So there's this image that comes about, um, that comes with things we learn, right? Whether it's fixing a lawnmower or holding a baby or, uh, you know, passing our kids off so we can work. All things that are seen by our children and then they're uh, mimicked and they kind of show the image of a parent. So this idea of being image bearer, whether it's uh, in our marriage or just as a family, is something I think is really important. And a question that's come up in the last couple months 
as we've talked about, this idea is so important to how we live our lives, understanding that that is a lot of the motivation of how we live and how we see the world. The question has come is how do I become, how to be an image bearer? I think if we're not careful, the gospel gets thrown out during this discussion and we just go, you just gotta be good like God. Be holy, don't do bad things, look like God, look like the Son, look like the Holy Spirit. You gotta make sure you, you look like a Christian, that you're loving enough, holy enough, truthful enough, wise enough. And, and it kind of turns almost into like, well, you need to be God so that people will see God. And I wanna encourage us today, just quickly in an image that really helps me as I've been processing this, what does it look like for me to be an image bearer? So I wanna just encourage us in this picture today that will hopefully help remind us of what it means to be an image bearer and how do we become an image bearer? Just be tough and figure it out. I think there's a different way and God shows us over and over in scripture. So my hope is just to walk through this image real quick with us and hopefully encourage us uh, so we can continue being image bearers and re remember what image bearing looks like. Now, if you remember uh, back in Genesis, God says, I wanna make these image bearers and he makes them. Actually, out of the dirt, he makes Adam and Eve and he, uh, breathes life into them. He does all this work to do this. So what does that look like in our own lives? Well, one of the ways he describes it, he says in John 15, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So he gives this image of a vine and that the fruit on it, right? There's not gonna be image being bare. There's not gonna be fruit unless you're in that vine. I love this image, but there is a, for me, a much more upper Midwest <laughs> starting to get cold out image that, that really kind of warms my heart and, and really lands that I often think of this same image, so I wanted to share it with you today. So instead of us being vines, I'm gonna encourage us to consider what it looks like to abide, to remain in the house of God. So here's God's house. This is exactly what it looks like. Uh, if you're wondering, from Revelation, I took all the numbers and I figured it out. Um, and so there's a few steps here I just wanna encourage us in. The things I want us to think about today in order to be image bearers, these are some things that scripture encourages us with. First, we follow Jesus home. Then we are warmed by God's love and his safety. Then we get to enjoy the family of God. Then we venture out as changed people and we get to bring others home. This is really just the, what it looks like to be a disciple, um, but really an image bearer of God. So we'll start here. We follow Jesus home. It's really important to know that to enter into the family of God, into God's warm, cozy home on a cool night. Uh, first, Jesus has made a way. He's unlocked the door. And he says, come in, and the door is wide open. We see this uh, as we look at a few different passages. In 1 Peter 2, he says, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you've been healed. For you're not like sheep going astray, but, you, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. This is like the hut, the home of the shepherd and overseer of our souls and Christ dying on the cross, giving of himself, raising from the dead, defeating sin, has allowed us now to enter in to the home of God, into the family of God. We also hear in Isaiah this great, I love the phrasing here. This is actually uh, referring to that's, it's remembering the story of the Red Sea, but also thinking forward to the day Jesus would come. And Isaiah says, I am the Lord 
your holy one, Israel's creator, your king, this is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters. Can you picture that in the, in the, the story of the Red Sea where God made a way through what seemed impossible, what really seemed like sudden, certain death. And in the same way, we see Jesus in a better, greater way, make a way for us to come home. So first, to bear the image of God, we follow Jesus home. Then once we're home, Look at this, doesn't that just look cozy? We cozy up with a blanket in our big comfy chair by the fire and we are warmed by the love and safety of God. We, we actually just sit in it. We like abide and dwell and kind of take it in. This, this warmth that comes from knowing that we are loved deeply and that our safety comes from God. We hear this in Psalm 18, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Being in the household of God, Jesus has opened the door. We come in, we sit down by the fire, and we are reminded that we're, we're sheltered from the storm, from the cold, that, that it is a refuge, it's a fortress, that our safety that we desire comes from God himself, and not just that, but our deep, his deep love for us can warm us and change us. The love that we desire so much comes fully through him. In Ephesians 3, a prayer that we pray often here at, at Hope, um, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's people, holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So Jesus opens the door for us. We follow Jesus into the household of God. We sit down, the fire's going, we, we warm ourselves. We maybe kick off our boots. Have you started thinking about this already? We're already, maybe some of you might be pulling out the mats for the back door because you know the boots are going to be snowy soon. You take the boots off and let the snow melt off. You know, I'm safe in here and I'm warm in here. I just sit and, and be reminded of this goodness of a God who loves me. It's so important that we start with that, right? That, that Christ has done the work to bring us in and then let God's love and his safety and his change us. Let, next thing we do then is, uh, is that we live in this home and not alone. It's not just us by the fire. Look, there's two chairs, but there's a whole family of God. And so then it, let us enjoy the family of God. Not only do we welcome this entrance because of Jesus and God's great love and safety for us, but now we enjoy the others that God has brought us, this family. God uses this language all over the place, but we just enjoy one another. It says in 1 John, dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. This is what our family does. We love one another because we have been filled with God's love. That love overflows. And so not only is the house, the family of God, in God's home here, a place to be loved, to seek safety in the Lord, but also God gives us a family that does that with us. People who we can share our own struggles with, people who can love us, and people who can build us up even. And encourage us. In First Thessalonians, we hear this. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. So that we have this people who also love us, people who also can help speak to us when we're being deceived, people who can, can encourage us and help heal us as they remind us of the good love of God. 
a people that will build us up and encourage us. Not, not tear us down or find reasons why we don't fit, but say, no, no, come in. We love you. We want to help you grow closer to God and to one another. And then once that has happened, once we're people who have had that, is ha- are having that happen when we're in our home, we're people who don't just stay in our home. We don't just yell out our windows at people, hey, you're not in our house. Stinks for you. <laughs> but we're people who then leave changed people and we venture out changed people. One of the passages I uh, often have to read to remind myself it's true is in 2 Corinthians. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. You've been changed when we enter into the family of God, that love, that safety, one another, it changes us. The Holy Spirit changes us into new people. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. Do you see that image bearing language in this? So we're, we're, we follow Jesus in, we're, we're warmed by the, the love of God, one, we're encouraged and built up by one another, and then we leave the house, and when we do, we now are ambassadors for God. We now leave change. When people see us, they say, oh, they're from the family of God. They're Yahweh's kids because of the way they love and care. They look just like him. Psalm 23. This is the end of Psalm 23, the one that we often hear, hear the beginning, right? As I walk through the valley. This is the great ending of this. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You pick, I mean, what an image, right? that his goodness and his love as we venture out, change people are with us. It's changed us and he's with us. And as we dwell in his house and his family forever, that goodness stays with us as we now venture out, change people. And lastly, as we're called in the Great Commission, people are gonna say, well, I wanna meet your dad. I wanna meet your family. They seem like people I wanna be around. I wanna be loved and cared for. I wanna be encouraged and built up. I want to know deep soul satisfaction that comes from knowing that good truth. And so we bring others home. Look at that. Just run them back to the house. Saying, yes, there's still room in the house. There's still warmth by the fire. Come and kick off your boots and sit and be loved and cared for and built up. We remind people of this call that our big brother Jesus tells us. He says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. To a, to a weary and burdened world, we say, hey, we have a home and a father who loves you deeply, cares for you, can restore you and make you new, and people who want to build you up. Not, not find a way to tear you down, but build you up. A, a real home for you, and we welcome others to come into our home. And this is what it looks like to bear the image of God. People who rest in the gospel and allow God to change us and allow God's people to come together and work in us and remind us of the gospel. And then as we leave, we're changed people. It's not because we just started looking like God. It's because God has changed us as we've entered into his family. So I encourage us to consider this as we move to a time here to worship together and take communion together. I'm gonna welcome our worship team up um, just to consider these things, which which of these maybe struck you? Which one you went, well, I often don't think of that one. Which way do you tend to go? Maybe you're just personality or how you tend to live your life out. Does, do you just like muster up the image bearing or do you actually get to just sit in the warmth of God? Have you followed Jesus home? Are you warmed by God's love? Are you enjoying the family of God? I think enjoying the family of God isn't a phrase maybe 
that you've experienced. And so what does it look like to just enjoy this family? What does it look like to be people who venture out changed and even welcome others into this family? So usually I have a few questions to ask us to consider in our time, but I just want you to ponder these today. How does, what's a step you could take in this as you continue to be in the family of God? Now we're gonna take some time to respond together as the family of God here. And so there's a few ways we do that as we gather. We come kind of home together on Sundays and we are reminded of the gospel. We're warmed by that love and that safety. We're encouraged by each other. And we, one of the things we do is sing together and take communion together and pray together and give together. And so I want to encourage you now, out in the hallway, there's communion tables uh, with juice and crackers. There's also uh, stickers. So if you're a younger person who's not maybe taking communion yet with your family, but you still want to take a sticker just to remind you uh, of the great story that Christ died and rose, that his body was broken and he was healed, that he's the one who heals us. There's stickers. Also, if you're a big person and want a sticker, you can take one. I know some of you do anyway. Um, also, we're going to sing together. It's one of the things the family of God does when they gather. They gather around the fire and they sing the songs of praise to their good God. Also, there's people in the back who would love to pray for you. Um, and also, you can respond by just giving. We talked about that earlier, but you can give online. I want to just pray the prayer uh, from Ephesians 3 over us as we continue our service together. So I just pray, um, maybe, maybe take a posture even as the family of God to kind of like accept this prayer or to like, uh, carry it. I know sometimes for me, I have to put my hands out. I kind of like, it's as if like someone's loading some wood for the fire in my arms that I need to take. And maybe that's a great image today, but something that just, uh, a position for you to, to hear these words and take them uh, and, that, and they'd be real. So let me pray Ephesians 3 for us and then we're gonna sing together uh, and continue our service here. Father, um, we kneel before you the one from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name. And we pray that out of your glorious riches, you may strengthen us with your power through your spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray being rooted and established in love that we may have the power together with all of God's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that we might be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God, Lord. Fill us to all the fullness of you. We'd be warmed by that. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to this power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen.